you know, I think I should do an event center because family is important to me. Family is important to other people. Mm-hmm. And actually putting it in a community that we we care about. Okay. I can put all of that together and open an event center and be able to do things for the community, to bring business back to the community, to be able to bring families together. And that's how it all started. Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast so they can give some gems, some knowledge, and some value that you can take back with you. Without further ado, I want to introduce our special guest, Angela with Rochester Events. Is that right? Yes, the Rochester Event Center, yes. All right. So if you can go ahead and just introduce yourself and give us a little background. So um, I am a minority woman-owned business. Of um, I own the Rochester Event Center. Um, I've been on this journey going on two years. Um, and what it is, is it's an event center in the North London area, and it will be available um, for families, for special events, um, repasses, business meetings, um, for people to rent, and that we are planning to open up this fall. So um, a little bit of a backstory for me. Um, I come from corporate America. Um, I decided to retire May of last year. So to actually pursue my dream of the of having the event center. Okay. So um, I retired from Nationwide Insurance. However, my husband um, is a real estate broker. Okay. And um, he's an entrepreneur himself. So we've always um, invested in real real estate. Okay. So um, and one of our components on deciding you know to invest in real estate was uh, we were focused in the Linden area. Um, because we just felt it was important to help individuals be able to obtain homes that they are proud to live in. Um, Because we felt if we were able to put out a quality product, we felt that even if they were renter or buying a home in the area, they would be proud and they would be more inclined to actually take care of the neighborhood. And um, we focused on the Linden area. We have um, rehabbed over 10 homes um, directly in the Linden area and then six additional homes um, in the adjacent neighborhood um, off of Joyce Avenue. Okay. So um, that's kind of how we I got involved in real estate. And with us rehabbing properties, um, I have um, just... I was able to feed my desire for design, um, which is fun, and bring out that creativity. So that was great with um, doing the design. Now, to kind of pivot, that's how we got into real estate, but to pivot, um, to share how I got in, um, so how I opened the event center was actually family. Okay. Family is very important to me and traditions and spending time with my family. My family's very close knit. We get together. We are, you know, we are really close knit. So my mom had a tradition Mm -hmm. um, every Christmas, you know, after the kids opened the presents and everything, we would get together and have a Christmas breakfast. Okay. 
Um, when it first started out, it was um, just the immediate family. Okay. But we started to invite other people, and it just grew and grew and grew. It grew to the point that we really couldn't have it in, Man, in a home. Right. So um, I just thought, you know, I love having all of the family together and, um, you know, to put that um, real estate knowledge together, I decided to, you know, I think I should do an event center because family is important to me. Family is important to other people mm -hmm. and actually putting it in a community that we we care about. Okay. I could put all of that together and open an event center and be able to do things for the community, to bring business back to the community, to be able to bring families together. And that's how it all started. Okay. So. Wow. That's a great story. Great Thanks. background too. So let me make sure I understand. So your husband is a broker. Yes. You found some homes in the Linden area decided to rehab those properties now did you flip all of them did you sell all of them or did you are you renting some out we did both okay um we did sell some and then we also have rentals okay yeah. all right perfect so you did that and then you said okay you know what our family's getting together my husband's a broker we're already comfortable with real estate yes we need to find an event center so that when our family gets together we have a place where we can truly enjoy ourselves yes exactly okay so when is your launch date do you have a launch date yet Yes, we are expecting to launch by the end of November. Yes, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you. So now let's go back into mm -hmm. some of like the, the milestones and, and the, I guess you can say the pain points along the way. Oh, yes. So you said two years ago. <laughs> yes. So to, in my mind, you've been working on this event space for two years. Is that correct? So that is one of the things that was different when we went from residential to commercial. Okay. Um, with residential the rules with building and zoning with the city of columbus are pretty simple because they you know know they're working with homeowners so the rules are pretty straightforward okay commercial totally different okay um and also you know acquiring a commercial loan mm -hmm. is totally different than acquiring a residential loan so if you don't mind break mm -hmm. those down. like what's the difference between the two and what are the pain points between residential and commercial so the pain points, I guess, for us is um, you think that, you know, you've been doing rehab for years that you know. Um, and so my pain points were actually my learning curve, um, realizing um, what I needed to do additional to what I what we were used to doing. Okay. Um, so. And also the pain point is the time frame, mm -hmm. the time frame, um, working and definitely the expense. Okay. Um, everything is probably triple. Okay. Wow. When it comes to, we went in, we went into it thinking double, mm -hmm. you know, we know commercial is going to be a lot more expensive. We thought double, it was actually triple. Okay. Um, what we were using, used to as far as paying for contractors and things like that. So, um, Working with a um, architect, the time frame it takes for them to come in and, you know, work with mechanical, work with um, HVAC, working with engineers, that takes time. You know, they've got to come in, create the design, um, and then with creating that design, they've got to present that to the city. Mm. So um, 
one particular pain point that um, I definitely will discuss further, but it, when you think of a parking lot, mm-hmm. you think black top and lines, you know, I'm going to pave this parking lot. I'm going to put <laughs> some black top and some lines, a handicapped signal, you know, sign on there. Well, that is not what happened. Okay. Um, we presented that to the city mm-hmm. and they were like, no. Okay. We want you to put a new storm sewer in. We want you to have fencing, greenery, um, new sidewalk, you know, curbs um, on the parking lot. Um, So things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're thinking, okay, one thing, you present it to the city and they're like, no. Okay. So, um, and then it's going back and forth with the architect. Mm -hmm. Um, That takes time. Um, So definitely the additional time with the architect. And then when you're doing commercial real estate or commercial financing, um, the institution really wants to make sure that they are able to recoup um, any funds that they are actually putting out. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure that you have um, collateral. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to make sure that you have a history of doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, So there is a lot more documentation that you need to present to the bank to make sure you're stable, that they can trust that what you're doing, um, that the time frame is good. Um, and so those were some things that um, kind of delayed our project. Okay. So, so let's, let's go back just a little bit. You said from mm-hmm. residential to commercial, mm-hmm. the cost triple. Yes. So you anticipated doubling, but yes. you didn't anticipate the triple. I did So not. what did you do? Like how did you flex and pivot financially? I mean, I know you you can't give us the details, but, you know, yeah. when you're thinking, okay, we've allocated a budget. Let's just, for the sake of numbers, right, easy mm-hmm. numbers, we alloc- allocated 100000 Right. It turned out to be 150 Right. So what did you do in that situation? And I'm asking because we want to make it practical for our listeners. Yes. Because there are a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who want to open their event space, and they're like, man, oh, it, it tripled? Yes. Never mind. I don't want to do that. Right. So I think... Um, I would definitely not discourage for, you know, getting into a commercial project. I have learned so much and I'm just, I'm excited as far as, you know, being the age that I am and being out of corporate America, all that I've learned from the process, but I wouldn't let that discourage you. Mm -hmm. I just think, um, this information with this information, you can make different decisions. Um, because, um, one of the things that you can do, um, the banks understand if you're able to show them actually what the additional fees are and if the equity is still in the building, you know, in the um, the collateral, mm-hmm. they are willing to adjust, give you additional funds. The bank, if you communicate with the bank and not avoid the situation, mm-hmm. the bank will work with you mm-hmm. um, if you need additional time. Um, and then, you know, when we went into this project, we personally, along with the bank were funding. So when the additional expenses came along, then we had to be a little bit more creative. Okay. Um, 
you know, we had the additional collateral. You can always pull money out of your additional collateral that you have. Um, we had family members that actually, be, you know, believed in what we were doing mm -hmm. and that were willing to, you know, contribute to our project, which was very special. Um, I also am in the process of doing crowdfunding. Okay. So, you know, it's one of those things that there are different avenues. Um, I am in communication with the city to try to assist with some of the additional expenses because, you know, some of those additional expenses came from requirements that they want me to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I definitely, um, have been in communication with different people, um, coming from corporate America. I really was not in that space of community act community activism. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking to people in the Linden area, talking to people who support Linden, talking to the city, talking to um, small business organizations that like to, you know, really help minority businesses and small businesses. So um, I really have been trying to get out there, get more information, um, see who's there is help out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just really have to find it. If you're not already in that space to where you know who can help you, you've got to take that time and go out and find who who's willing to help and support you. Okay. So you got the loan two years ago, right? The commercial loan. Yes. So do you have to actually make payments every month during those two years on that commercial loan? Well, um, one thing about construction loans is... Um, you don't get all the money up front, of uh, course. Okay. Um, you have draws that you get as you do the work. Mm -hmm. And what they usually do will set up an interest only okay. during construction time. Okay. So that does assist you, but you do have to plan to make payments. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to be your regular payments once the business is up and running. So you do have that smaller payment that you have to plan for. Okay. Um, but it is interest only. And then as you, you know, complete construction, that interest only payment goes up a little bit. Um, at the time I started, rates were great. Mm -hmm. So um, that really benefited me um, with that, with that time frame. So, okay. So it's not a, a variable rate, right? It's locked in the whole yes. time. Yes. Well, there are those options, but for me, it was a okay. set rate. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the other key challenges you had to overcome in this process? Because I had a chance to go to your website, right? And mm -hmm. I looked at the progress to see where you started mm -hmm. and where you are now is amazing. I mean, Thank the fact you. that you had, you and your husband had so much vision to mm -hmm. see just this parking lot with gravel mm -hmm. and move from that to the amazing structure that you have right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Brian, uh, my husband, Brian, and I talk about because we both have vision. Mm -hmm. um, I could uh, look at a space and really see what I want to do. Um, and I think that works well with his construction, uh, with him doing general contracting, along with being a broker. Mm -hmm. um, I think that fits so well with our divine, and both of us have vision to see what something can become. Okay. Um, when we went into the building, um, as you probably have seen, the floors were caved in mm -hmm. and there was just stuff everywhere. But where I am now, it's coming to fruition and it's just, it feels great. Um, I know it's been a long process, but it feels great. So I think um, just, you know, rehabbing the properties, just always looking at things and just having that creative side has really pushed being able to, you know, 
go into a space and see what you want to do with it. Okay. So. so you have the event space, you're launching in November. What's going to set you apart from all of the other event spaces across the city? What makes Rochester Event Center unique? Because I didn't want, just like we do with our homes, I didn't want to just create four walls. Okay. You know, I wanted to actually show my creativity, actually make it an elegant space. Okay. Something that someone will be proud to have the party. Um, I know there is a lot of event venues out there, but I wanted for the Linden community mm -hmm. to be able to feel like, okay, she really put her heart in it. Mm -hmm. She designed it. I, my family would be proud to, you know, have an event in this space that you don't always have to go downtown or you don't always have to go, um, I don't know. In, you know, different right. suburbs in um, Columbus mm -hmm. to find, you know, you know, exposed brick, exactly. you know, or find, you know, um, just find, you know, we will have a bar in there. Um, you know, we've got really nice lighting in there. Okay. You know, I just I wanted to be able to provide that. Another thing that um, I wanted to do um, to set me apart is it is going to be a self-service venue. Okay. Uh, however, I did provide more than a kitchenette. You know, I do have commercial appliances in there. I've got um, a commercial warming cabinet. Okay. So when you bring your food, you can keep it warm. You don't see you know? that often. Right. right. Um, it's not just a microwave. Okay. You know, some of the places that don't have kitchens, they just provide a microwave. Okay. But I've got a commercial kitchen. I've got a commercial ice maker. I've got those those little things just to make sure that the party goes off, you know, without a hitch. And so... Um, we definitely offer multimedia so that you are able to, you know, if you have um, something meeting and you want to present, we've got a TV screen for you to be able to do that. We do have a bar to where you would be able to buy a bar package to where, um, you know, if this is an evening event for adults, you have that capability in the facility also. Okay. So you talked about some of the key challenges you had to overcome mm -hmm. moving from the residential space to commercial and construction, having to learn that part, the financial challenge. Give us a success story throughout this process. Well, I would say the success story is just seeing other businesses in the community mm -hmm. reach out to me and say they see the progress and we really need this in the community. Um, when you get those kind of calls or you're outside working in front of the building and somebody's just driving by, they, they're stopped because of the light and mm -hmm. they're like, I really like what you're doing. Oh, so it's right at the traffic light. So you're sitting yeah. there and you're yeah. like, oh, so, Rochester Events. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that, that makes you feel good that, okay, I'm doing this for the community and people in the community actually mm -hmm. see it. So the um, So that's really was my primary goal mm -hmm. is to be able to support the community and be able to support families. So I think that's been um, a success story so far. Um, the fact that we are at the point to where we're almost opening is definitely a, a success. Um, you know, I know that um, I've, we've done plenty of houses and just to see them complete but to actually see where this building started and mm -hmm. to see where it is now, that's definitely a success for me. Okay. 
So to someone out there who's looking to do exactly what you're doing here, another state, another city, what advice would you give them? Um, I would definitely give the advice of dot all your I's and cross all your T's okay. <laughs> because there are additional steps uh, be in the space and have the time to actually learn the um, the things that you need to do to make sure that you're doing things correctly. Okay. Um, there are um, a lot of steps, like I had mentioned before, with the City of Columbus building and zoning um, that you have to make sure are correct at all times. So I would definitely have done... Um, a little bit more research with regards to um, working with the city. Okay. I think um, working with the architect, the architect, you just basically are telling them your vision and then they're able to put that on paper. So even though that was a new process for me, um, I wouldn't say that um, I felt like I should have learned more, but I do definitely feel like, um, the biggest challenge was um, making sure that everything is correct with the city so that um, I am able to open, you know, my building because there are different departments that handle different aspects of commercial um, um, development. Mm -hmm. So um, just working with that, um, just to give you an example, um, there was an electrical pole that was in the middle of my parking lot. Mm. Okay. I had to work with the city of Columbus utilities to move it to actually move wow. an electrical pole. Okay. Um, so it's things like that. Was that expensive? <laughs> I, you, you talk about a blessing. Okay. I didn't have to pay because God blessed me okay. because the original person that started on my project mm -hmm. did not charge me. So mm. I did not have to pay for it. Wow. Now, when okay. I did my research, it was going to be very expensive. Okay. But I was blessed in that ca in this case to where they, they moved the pole. And, it, and I think it may have been also, it was time for them to upgrade the phase, the uh, transformer that was on there. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that might have been a piece of it because they wanted to upgrade the transformer. Because they're doing um, a lot of infrastructure improvements in Linden anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the timing, but um, with me moving the pole, you know, um, you've got to give the city permission to where if they need to do maintenance. So you have to do easements. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to give the city permission to come onto your property to do maintenance. So mm -hmm. those are the type of things that um, were that learning curve for me. Okay. But it was an exciting learning curve. So. So did you finish the parking lot before removing the pole or after? After. Okay. We're still working on the parking lot. Gotcha. Yeah. So we moved the pole prior to. Okay. So. So as far as market trends, right, you have this event space, you know, things change. People have different expectations, you know, as the years go on. When they walk into a space, they want to see certain things. They want to have a certain feel, a certain vibe. Mm -hmm. How did you stay current with market trends throughout the two years of putting your space together? Well, I think um, I set a plan forth to where um, 
I wanted to make sure that my design mm -hmm. in the space would appeal um, to the community. Okay. Um, and then also I have um, a plan going forward because right now this space is um, self-service. Okay. Um, we do provide tables and chairs, but the client will have an access to get into the building. Um, I will provide, um, like I said, the tables and chairs, the multimedia. So the client will come in, they'll set up their party. So they will have access to the building. I have a second phase to where that I understand, you know, people are looking for catering. Mm -hmm. So when I built the kitchen, as you know, I built it to where when I'm ready to actually, you know, go into that second phase to where I can actually have a full kitchen, provide catering, um, provide um, table setup and um, provide uh, decorations. Um, I think that is, you know, I have that plan set forth to where I can appeal to more um, more clients okay. um, in that phase. And so right now, initially, um, I feel like I'm providing something just to be able to get my product out there in the community. So. Okay. So this is a phased approach for a bigger plan. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So do you have children? Yes. Okay. Um, we have five children okay. and nine grandchildren. Okay. So what's the youngest, the youngest child? He just turned one okay. um, on the 15th of September. Okay, so... Oh, child. I'm sorry, child or yes, grandchild? Your child, yes. Oh, no. All of our children okay. um, are adults. Okay. And the youngest one just turned 21, and he goes to the University of Cincinnati. Okay, so I'm sure you spend a lot of time with your grandchildren. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so how do you, being so busy in your husband's schedule, balance your personal life in your business life, being a broker, having all of this residential property, having this commercial space, you're in the middle of construction, but you still want to make time for the big family events that you have. You still want to make time for your grandchildren. I'm sure your kids come over and hang out with you. How do you balance the two? Um, well, I think with me is that working in corporate America taught me families first. Absolutely. Families first. Mm -hmm. So I definitely make time um, to go to my um, grandchildren's sporting events. You know, I am there, um, you know, for my mom. I am there if we decide to travel. Mm -hmm. I think family is priority. And then, you know, that's priority with my husband. Mm -hmm. We understand that family is priority. Secondly, um, my husband, being an entrepreneur, he is driven, and I see that, and that has uh, really, you know, um, given me the inspiration to be a little bit more driven. I definitely was raised to, you know, get a job, mm -hmm. work till you're 65, mm -hmm. you know, retire, mm -hmm. be on Social Security, and that is kind of the family dynamic that I had. So when I got married, my husband definitely showed me a different aspect on what is possible and if we definitely wanted to pass on anything to our grandchildren and our children mm -hmm. i had to pivot so um so just handling all of that my husband and i are very organized we definitely believe in having systems in place mm -hmm. to make our life easier 
you definitely, when you get to the point, you want to hire someone to make sure that things, that you're doing things right. Um, me being in finance, I used to do our taxes, but when it came to that time, I'm like, not anymore. <laughs> you know, we need to hire someone. Right. Um, so we have an, uh, we have a bookkeeper. Okay. Our bookkeeper is separate from our accountant. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the same, you have two sets of eyes looking at your books to make sure that things are, um, are correct, that nothing's being, um, nothing's out of place or anything that you need to change. Um, it's good to have, um, that bookkeeper and that accountant, because then they can give you suggestions mm-hmm. on what's better tax wise, um, how you should handle your properties, um, different, they're able to, you're able to get two different opinions and they're able to actually guide you. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely having those systems in place, making sure that you're hiring people, if you're not an expert in the area mm-hmm. to support you, um, just to help your dream because yes, starting out, um, it was me and my husband. Okay. Yes. It was me and my husband, but what do they call um, it? Bootstrapping? Yes. (laughs) So yes, my husband is one of those that he, he can, um, he could do almost anything as far as construction. Okay. So, you know, it was a lot of us in there doing the work and, um, things like that, but Mm -hmm. we realized, okay, hire those contractors, you know, do those things to where that way you can handle as your business grows. So, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. So it sounds like you hired professionals to put in place to say, Hey, we need more time together. We need more time with our children. We need more time with our grandchildren. So Mm -hmm. we're going to hire people, put them in place, Mm -hmm. which will free up more of your time to be with family. Yes. Okay. Because if you really listen to you know, millionaires, you listen to podcasts and, you know, people giving advice, they're like, you need to be able, your business, you should be able to step away from your business and it continue. Absolutely. (laughs) So when you hear that, you're like, okay, I've got to have those systems in place. I've got to have uh, those people able to, so that the business will continue to run if you have to step away. Okay. So where can the listeners find you? Um, you can find me on my website. Okay. Um, my website is events at rochester.com. Okay. okay. Um, it has all of the information of, regarding to the venue. Um, it has the information if you would like to contribute to our, um, our journey. Um, it has, if you would like to book the venue, we are starting to book. So you can book out um, December on. So if you're looking to have, you know, an event coming up, um, I am able to schedule a tour. Um, um, Information at rochester.com is the email. Um, If you would like to contact me, if you would like to have a tour of the facility, I I am doing tours um, starting next week. Um, But yes, I am on social as events at Rochester. Okay, perfect. Well, any other golden gems or nuggets that you can give? Because you've given us a lot of information, top to bottom. Thank you so (laughs) much for joining the podcast. Anything else you want to share? I would just definitely, I think, tell people um, with me coming from corporate America, me being an introvert, really 
find your passion and go after it. It may seem impossible. I can, um, this project, um, I would never have thought uh, 10 years ago that I would be where I am today Mm -hmm. and working on a project of this magnitude. So I would say definitely, you know, follow your passion and then, you know, do the work and um, definitely go after it. Okay, perfect. All right. So Angela followed her dream. She left corporate America. I left corporate America. So you can see that it's definitely possible. All of her contact information will be in the description notes below. Make sure you reach out, especially if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area and the Linden area. Make sure to reach out, support. You need an event space. Again, the contact information will be below. Well, thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast, where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting seasoned entrepreneurs to the podcast that can give knowledge, gems, and some nuggets to get you to the next level. We'll see you next time.